Welcome to The Table, a place where stories are told, life is shared, and our hope is that you'll leave full. We encourage you to sit back, pull up a chair, and enjoy the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Table. I'm your co-host Chris Albritton, and joining me around the table today is your co-host Drew Phillips. Hello, hello. And the intern, Caleb Denny. Hey. <laughs> Everyone say hello to Caleb. Caleb is such a great uh, addition this year uh, to our worship ministry. Caleb's been around here for a little while, and uh, and hopefully we get to pull out some of that in the story today. But first, Caleb, won't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I grew up in the town of Winchester. It's a really small town. And uh, I grew up my whole life there until I moved over this way, and that was just about three years ago. I did that. Uh, have an awesome dad. My dad's name is Aaron, and my, he's married to my mom, Steph, and I have a, one sister, Skyly. She's a little bit older than I am, but um, in Winchester, Winchester was so great to grow up in because it was such a little town. We could do almost whatever we want. Uh, didn't have to really worry about uh, much danger or anything like that, and uh, um, my growing up, we didn't have a whole lot of money, so... I hung out in, in the streets, right? <laughs> um, the main streets of in, Winchester, yeah, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. My house is on a highway, but behind the house, uh, there was an alleyway, and there was like three alleys right there. That was my spot. Like mm, That's where the kids went to oh, play. Oh, man, right? that's, uh, that's where we hung out. And uh, I grew up that same house the whole entire time. We moved once. My dad got a new job and laid off, so we moved to another house and moved back. But um, either way... Um, Big part of my childhood was my best friend uh, Josh Cox. He, uh, we, uh, our, our, I guess our parents were were friends and made us friends. I don't remember meeting the guy, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, me and Josh hung out literally almost every single day until uh, he ended up moving away in eighth grade. Um, but even the time that he was away, we still managed to stay connected. And I spent a lot of my spring breaks through middle school and high school at his house in Florida. Um, and he spent a so lot of his moved to summer. Florida. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So he moved to Florida. Sorry. Nice life moving to Florida. Huh? Well, yeah. Well, we were we were each other's only friends. So I really, it kind of sucked for him at the beginning because he didn't want to make friends. He was really mad at his parents for yeah. moving anyway. Um, but then he realized he was at Florida. Yeah, and the beach like, was there. And exactly. Right. He and got over that pretty quick. He lived in Orlando, so like there was Disney World. He went to yeah. Disney World on the weekends yeah. and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Caleb so. and I are very similar in that we both uh, lived uh, in our house we grew up in for a long time, same hometown until we moved away. A uh, little bit different story. Once you did move, Caleb moved a little younger than I did. But uh, why don't you tell us about your wife? Yeah, yeah. So I met Sierra when. Um, uh, in middle school, and she kind of she started coming to the same church that I did at Congregational Christian in Winchester there. Um, and then uh, we actually dated in seventh grade, but then I I broke up with her because I was mm. really selfish and a big jerk, and then, mm. <laughs> um, dated this other girl for about a year and a half, and then came to my senses and realized that Sierra was just the best thing ever, and uh, we officially started dating in on July third, two thousand ten. We were sophomores at the time. So anyway, uh, then from there, it was smooth sailing. So we went all through high school together, went to Sweetheart's prom and everything else. Prom king, by the way. Uh, watch out now. Watch Big out old now. Winchester. Was she the queen? Right here. Oh, oh man. 
Here we go. Yes, the good stuff here. <laughs> Sorry. So I had to have the most awkward dance of my life with the prom queen who is like four inches taller than I am, and I'm a pretty short dude. So that was the weirdest thing. And I'm like, hey. And she's like, hey, let's just get through this. So I'm like, okay, I really want to go dance oh, with you. So <laughs> that was terrible. But um, uh. I really fell in love with Sierra the second time around uh, as we started to grow up and get into high school and um, as I started to understand faith and Jesus Christ and um, really started to see her heart for God and her uh, and just her love for for going and doing it. And just she's really not a huge planner like I am. She just loves to be in life and just go with the flow, which is good for me because I'm not that. Mm-hmm. I'm like planning our every single year out uh, what's going to happen, but really good balance i just love that girl and she's she's stinking beautiful too right like it's the best and uh going on uh we graduated high school in 2013 and we both went to indiana wesleyan university and uh it got just way too expensive for me as i said before my family wasn't really all that privileged but uh so her dad i i went and asked her dad hey man can i can i marry your daughter like this is the summer after uh we graduated okay. and he's like ah, man unfortunately I can't really give you my blessing until you have a job you have insurance you have a place to live and all that stuff lined up and I'm like oh man I hate this guy <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like this is never gonna happen he hates me and whatever which is really good I'm not gonna do like it's exactly what I'm gonna do for my daughter mm-hmm. um but um I ended up uh dropping out of Indiana Wesleyan I went back home and uh, got the job, did all that, and then uh, we got married the summer afterwards um, on his property. So okay. it was pretty cool. And uh, through all that mess, uh, we uh, I transferred to Moody Bible, which is where I currently go now online. And she hopped and jumped a couple uh, colleges before she landed at Ivy Tech, where she is getting her degree now. So, so yeah, that's... Very cool. That's what, are, what are some things you like to do in your free time? So free time... Um, Forgot to mention, my dad, he's a big outdoorsman. He loves okay. hunting and fishing and all that stuff. And I, I took my first hunting trip with dad when I was five, and I sat in between his legs in the deer stand. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, that's, that's what I love doing. Uh, Sierra and I love to take um, our dog for hikes and stuff like that, and uh, we really like hanging out. We like to go out to eat. We like to go on dates and stuff like that. So typical Indiana kind of yeah. hobbies. Yeah, cool. Very nice. So tell us a little bit about your faith story. What brought you to... Uh, Jesus. So I was saved. I would say that I was saved when I was about five years old at a church that my parents went to. Um, it was a Sunday school. And the guy was just like, hey, you know, just typical like altar call, I guess, in Sunday school. Like who wants to be saved and who wants to be, have Jesus in their life? And I was like, me and my sister kind of crouched down, hiding from I don't know what. But we were kind of like, no, you go, you go, no, you go. And I gave in to my sister being a bully. That's what I thought at the time. (laughs) She bullied me into becoming saved, I guess. Um, And uh, so I went up there, and the guy prayed for me. And then I just kind of, from the reason why I I say that was my point is because I I remember it. Mm -hmm. And church was the thing after that. And I started to realize um, growing up, like, oh, my parents go to church, and this is what we do. This is a thing that people do. Mm -hmm. And... And uh, from when I was saved to um, about eighth grade is uh, just kind of genuine or generally just growing up and not not, not much happening. My mm-hmm. church, my family went between a couple churches and 
That was about it. But um, then in eighth grade, I got baptized in, I say a crick, and Sears is a creek, but we, it's I, a creek. It's a no, creek. From Louisiana, it's a yeah. creek. Oh, okay. it's actually by you, but we call oh, it. <laughs> okay, okay. So I got I got baptized in a in a creek at one of the elders' property, and and um, not long after that, this uh, we got a new youth pastor named Keith Miller, and uh, he was one of the most influential people in my in my walk. He uh, took me from not knowing anything and just going with the flow to like making my faith, starting that journey of making my faith my own mm-hmm. and, and that. And, um, he, uh, started the whole thing Groundwire. If you ever, if you've heard, you haven't heard. I haven't heard. Yeah, that's okay. Heard. Cause we only, we never made it outside of Winchester. It's fine. <laughs> so, uh, so it was just our youth band and we, we did a little bit of, did some stuff for some churches here and there, but that really was the beginning of like my worship, okay. my worship life, my worship, career and I you guess. led worship for that event or you so, started music then or what so i started I, at first it was like playing guitar yeah. for church and that was pretty cool because i started playing when i was 12 so i just wanted to become more like a church rock star and keith really helped me just get plugged in first right mm-hmm. and start playing music and then after about two years of him leading the show and mm-hmm. him directing us and guiding us after I made that commitment to like, yeah, I kind of want to be a worship leader. Like, mm-hmm. let's do that. He was like, all right, here you go. Here's your first task. Let's see if you can lead ground wire. And that was uh, leading the worship, leading youth worship. Yeah, yeah, leading the youth worship. And we had the same band every week, and we were just kind of all best friends. Yeah. And it was really just like, him, like, hey, ask Caleb all the questions and let him figure that out instead mm-hmm. of asking Keith all the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then graduated high school, and Keith became really good friend of mine after that and uh still is a good friend i still text him a lot of times backstage like hey man i hope you're doing good because he afterwards he transitioned from youth pastor to worship pastor okay. so so i text him a lot and hey how you doing hope your sunday's good kind yeah. of thing and then on into into college uh we hired a different or a, another youth worship pastor and his name was andrew and he was just once again just another guy who just poured into mm-hmm. me and was uh a huge mentor and taking that as I was thinking this through, he took it, he took worship for me from, or leading worship from being a, I like to play my instrument on stage to like, I like to lead worship and yeah. it turns to more worship mm-hmm. focused and uh, not focused on me and focused on let's get the congregation yeah. to worship kind of thing. So yeah. And then just started serving all the time and just started becoming what I am today, just a worship leader. And, Helping others worship God. That's yeah. kind of how it went. So, so what? How would you describe to our listeners your 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 call to ministry when you felt called to ministry? Separating out from, hey, I just enjoyed. You know, you kind of put it there. Enjoyed playing my instrument. To, hey, I want to help lead people to worship. And and to now looking forward to making that a uh, hopefully a career and something that you can uh, give the majority of your time to. What did that calling look like for you? So, in about two thousand, like. My, Around when Sierra and I got together, I guess, 2010-ish, 2012, all that time, since my family wasn't very privileged, I wanted to be a doctor because I just wanted to just, like, flip that mm-hmm. on its head and be like, we're going to make money, we're going to be, we're going to do awesome things, and I feel really smart, I guess, and we're going to do that. <laughs> um, so as my journey through Groundwire went and God was forming my heart, and I just felt him tug on me close to that time when everyone's starting to ask you, what do you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt him just kind of pull like, Hey, like what about this worship thing that mm-hmm. you're really talented at? And I've given you gifts and things like that. I'm like, no, God, I just, 
I want to be provided for, really. I just want to make money, and I want to help my parents out and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I just want to be a doctor, and doctor was just my, I guess, version of a high-paying job. Or yeah, whatever. the highest-paying job you could think of. Yeah. Right, I right. Yeah. Uh, I guess if I wanted to be an astronaut, if I knew they made more money, I guess I would have <laughs> yeah. went for that. <laughs> um, but uh, one time, Keith literally just sat me down. He's like, man, you're you're gifted for this. Like, it's a really, it's a real thing. And, and I'm like, dude, I just want to make money. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> At the time, I was not really wanting to hear what he had to say. But he's like, all right, come here, look at this. And, like, we went, we literally, he sat me down, and he's like, have you ever heard of churchstaffing.com? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And uh, he's like, here you go, worship pastor. They make X amount of dollars. And at the time, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so amazing. What? And then I thought about it and thought about it, and then I just kind of finally just gave in. And I was like, this is it. It just makes most sense. And I just had a peace, and I felt a belonging kind mm-hmm. of in in my journey and like, man, this is my purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, um, this is who I'm supposed to be. And it just felt like, I don't know. It just felt like a couple pieces of, if you were to build anything, like it just felt like it just went together. It was just, um, Keith really took those things of here's your talents. Here's your spiritual gift of leadership. And he made sure I distinguished those, which is really important. Um, and he's like, put those together. I'm like, man, worship done. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's easy after you think about it that way. So. Yeah. And so, in thinking about worship, why do you think uh, worship is so important with your walk with Jesus? So, as I said, um, purpose. I feel like um, when we worship, we're really just taking the focus off of us and putting it on God. So, I feel like that that kind of has an aspect of. This is what we were kind of created to do. I know we're, mm-hmm. there's, I mean, we can go another podcast yeah, for mm-hmm. that, but, but I feel like there's this, there's this moment of just when you're worshiping Christ and you're all in for that. It's just like this weird bond that you have mm-hmm. with him. And it's like, yep, this is what we're made to do. There's nothing else that I could really be doing that would please you more right now. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, Worship in your walk. If you if you worship more, you're you're just connected. It's kind of like another aspect of prayer, I guess. If you think about yeah. it, it's another communication. But instead of us asking for God to help us with stuff, we're just telling God like you're the greatest thing that's ever happened, and and that kind of thing. Um, and it, as we worship, I feel like in our walk together, when we worship together, it's helping our walk with Christ and with. Christ with ourselves, but it's also helping others too. Mm-hmm. Um, because worship wouldn't be the same if it's just by yourself as if it's with however many people that we can worship with on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Cause we've talked about here on the podcast before, like our idea of, of following Jesus and being a follower of Jesus is not done in isolation. And so, mm-hmm. um, like I said, there is personal forms of worship that you can connect with God and worship on your own, but there is something powerful about uh, communally worshiping together and how that draws you as draws us in as the people of God, recognizing no matter what we're going through throughout what we went through this last week, what we're about ready to walk into, we have each other in the midst of, of life right now. Um, and sometimes that's in celebration and sometimes that's in, um, mourning or that's in, um, a tough time, but we know that we have each other. So that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so Caleb, whenever we did um, a worship podcast a while back, several podcasts ago, 
uh, Drew and I talked about different moments where we just remember distinctly this worship moment. Do you have anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead and share uh, my most, uh, So I was at Verticon, which is a 20-something conference at yep. Vertical Church in Harvest uh, over in Chicago. And um, for whatever reason, they had, they had released their album. I forget which one it is, but it had Exalted Overall in it. And um, I was kind of connecting with that song. It was just starting to become my mm-hmm. jam and whatever. And uh, at the time, I remember I was kind of maxed out at the place where I was. I was just at this super weird plateau of worship where I was like just kind of like crossing my arms and just kind of being all to myself. Mm-hmm. And I guess I wasn't really mad at God or anything like that, but I was just, man, I'm not feeling it, just mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and But I had liked that song, and when we went to the conference, their, their opening song, so they didn't open with worship how typical how, typically how we do a church mm-hmm. and everything else they opened with a sermon mm-hmm. and um the guy w- who was up there he just had this epic you know it was this right this conference mm-hmm. uh attention grabber i guess yeah um and then at the end of it the band's coming out and they're swelling in they're start you can feel it everything's starting to happen and then they swell in this big note and the guy says uh or the worship starts, it says, one name is higher, like the beginning of the song, and everyone's hands just whoom, went straight yeah, up. Yeah. And I was like, man, I have no reason to be yeah. in my little mm-hmm. shell right here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to I'm gonna do it. I'm just going to yeah. jump off the cliff right now, and I'm just yeah. going to raise my hands. And that was the most epic yeah. uh, worship experience. And that song had been out. It wasn't new in anything, and but man, it was just so cool. It was and a, it was a moment you can remember it, and a marker, a, a, a pillar, a, a milestone. You can call it a ton of different things, but something that that you're always going to remember, and you're going to look back to that moment as well and go, man, this this is our hope. We want to get to this point. Yeah. Uh, from something we remember. Not only is Caleb a great worshiper, and we're going to talk about that some more in a minute because he is the worship intern, but he is also a, a really big encourager. Uh, he is has an attractive personality, and he's a great discipler amongst our student community. Uh, and so I really wanted to focus on that for just a moment, just because I've seen you work over this past year uh, within our student community group, and they the guys seem to love you. And so what brought that on? So as Keith, back in the day, was my worship yeah. pastor, and I just noticed that, he, I mean, he poured so much into me. I'm like, how can I not mm-hmm. do that with others? So I just got a passion yeah. for it. And um, I just had that that moment when I came here, and um, I, I came in to Calvary, and I just I went into youth, serving in youth, because I needed a spot to serve in. Mm-hmm. And then over time, man, it was just starting to build the relationships and me having in the back of my head, like, all right, I want to be able to be Keith to mm-hmm. these people. Uh, I want to take what Keith taught me and teach it again. And um, and just to see guys uh, come to I never expected it. Mm-hmm. I had this goal, and I'm like, yeah, it's not going to work. I'm yeah. not that good. I'm not going to be yeah. able to do that. Um, but for the first, I guess, almost like a year and a half, I just became their friend. And you've, yeah. you've seen it. The guys that... You know, sometimes they get rowdy around me, but it's okay because I really value their friendship and I really value that they can really just open up their hearts to me and um, we can really work through some tough stuff because that's that's exactly what Keith did with me. Um, It was me, him, and maybe two other dudes that were in a room and we just just opened up. And I just, I love that moment of being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and just getting it out there, man, and let's get over this and let's help you through this, man. You're having girlfriend problems. Let's... Let's figure that out. Let's yeah. let's do that, and so yeah, it was just really just a continuation of what 
the people that God's put in my life, I want to be that person in their life too. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Certainly, Drew and I are both, uh, as you well know through past uh, podcasts, we're big on to discipleship. And as much as I love worship uh, and as much as Drew loves serving in our church and doing the things that he does, discipleship is both our path and we love raising up. Uh, different leaders, and we have have just valued seeing your, your growth in that and your uh, chance to serve. But you are the worship intern here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I love how this happened whenever I got here. Uh, there, was, there was one name, and that was Caleb Denny, who uh, we saw as a potential person to, to be raised up to serve the church in the future uh, and brought you on for this year. I'm so excited. Uh, but at the end of this year, uh, we don't really know what the future holds, do we? We have no idea. It's <laughs> scary. It was, it's this upcoming year is probably oh, more scarier than yeah. coming into the end. That's intern. exactly right. That's exactly right. And so our hope uh, is at the end of the year that we are, are sending you out to a church, uh, that you're gaining experience here, and that was the purpose for coming to the for internship sure. here. Uh, but hopefully you'll, you'll be sent out uh, in a few months to go and serve uh, in another church uh, in a bigger role and, and, and fulfill that calling that has been for a long time. Uh, Caleb, we're about to wrap up the show today. Is there anything else you'd like to share uh, with our listeners? So I'm super uh, passionate. I, I mean, I didn't. You, you asked that question of what's that worship moment, and I'm really passionate about that moment that I was in in that spot. So one of the big reasons why I had such a hard time worshiping um, when I was younger, I'm still young, but when I was a younger worshiper, was I didn't know what to worship God for. Hmm. Like what's going on? Like, my life is pretty boring. What do I have to worship him for? And um, when I was at Indiana Wesleyan, I had to write a paper, and this was kind of one of my thought processes when I was writing that is, how has God shown up this week? So when you come into worship, think about the things that happened that week that God did. Like, mm-hmm. whether it's through prayer, man, I don't know how you if you can not worship if you're reading Exodus. Like, if you can't, like, appreciate the splitting an entire ocean for God did that mm-hmm. for, for you, essentially, in the end, right? Yeah. So that is, that's right there. That's something that you can worship for. Mm-hmm. And uh, the covenant with Abraham and then Jesus raising from the cross, literally just reading scripture, that's something you can bring to the table, to yeah. bring to the, to the, the worship um, on a Sunday morning, just mm-hmm. kind of remember it and bring it there and, and then another thing you can worship God for is answered prayer. Mm. So just the little things. I notice I am so more surprised when God answers my little prayers than he does my big ones. Because <laughs> like, it's like when I pray for little stuff, like, God, make my car start this week. <laughs> and then it does. And then I'm like, oh, like, you care about that. Okay. And then taking those kind of things and, like, bringing that to worship, worship God for that. And, uh, and then... On kind of the the more creative side and the more artsy kind of side of it is like, man, have you ever been outside and just like, man, God, you created this. This is the, I don't think of anything. I can never possibly think of these stars that Mm -hmm. look like this or the sunset that looks like this. And just bringing that to a Sunday morning Mm -hmm. and worshiping for that, like it doesn't, it's just, it doesn't have to be a big revelation in your life. It's just taking those small things in your life that God has been doing Mm-hmm. And worshiping that. So my first question for everybody would be, how has God shown up this week? Mm-hmm. And then my next kind of thing would be, bring that revelation on Sunday. Bring that with you. Don't mm-hmm. forget about it. Put Certainly. it in your pocket and bring it with you. Um, and then lastly, I would say, 
grow in your worship because God is worth it. Hmm. Is what I would say. Um, because he is really, um, anytime through scripture, you see that God was revealed. Mm -hmm. The people, they just boom on their faces, um, in worship. And it may not have been like the worship, like we think of it, but it's putting yourself down to elevate God. And that's really what the, the heart of worship is. So, so yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That was great. That was great. Drew, you got anything for us? No, I appreciate you coming on today, Caleb. Appreciate your heart. Um, yeah. It's been great having you on staff, seeing you continue to grow um, as a leader, continue, continue to see you grow um, in some of the different areas and responsibilities that, that Chris has um, given you. Look forward to seeing what the yeah. next um, little bit holds and just praying, yeah, that God um, is already preparing a place for you to um, to land and to um, continue to build um, the kingdom there and invest in those people and, and use your gifts, talents, and abilities, um, wherever that is. So excited. It was great to, to get to know. So that there's a lot of those parts of those stories I didn't know. So I appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate you sharing. Yeah, absolutely. And I loved, uh, your worship moment of how it was just that empty room. And then all of a sudden every hand goes up and that'd be my encouragement mm -hmm. to you on Sundays that, that whenever, uh, the listener comes in on a Sunday, uh, re be reminded of those good moments, those things that God has done for you, and then come expecting and let's come worshiping together. Amen. Caleb, thanks for joining us today. Drew, thanks for being here with yep. us. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Y'all have a good day. Thank you for listening to The Table, a podcast of Calvary Church in West Lafayette. Music was provided by Heath Bentley. For more information, check us out at yourcalvary.info.